Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hey. And Forrest. Howdy. How's it going? To both of you. Either of you. Seth, how are you? Oh, yes. Yes. Listen, I saw on the news that there was a a real-life coffin flop that happened, and while that's (laughs) terrible for that family, I I can't can't believe that it happened in real life, (laughs) a coffin flop. Yeah, I bet they got. I wonder if he. I wonder if he was there to catch it on camera. <laughs> Listen, he doesn't make bring these back, things up. Bring back corncob TV. <laughs> uh, the fact that that man somehow speaks things into existence. Uh, everyone should go watch. I think you should leave. It's art. It's real art. Can confirm. Um, all right. Uh, I've been playing a game that thinks it is the peak of comedy at times and mm. borderlands borderlands too <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, uh, you know i walked into it uh and i think that when they created borderlands they also probably thought they were creating the peak of comedy yes uh but no i have been playing marvel's guardians of the galaxy uh, and uh, I am, I am about halfway through. Um, I'm at mission eight. There's sixteen missions, so. Uh, let me tell you, there's a game here that is very good, and fun to play, and flows really well if you, uh, if you are willing to get into the the state that the game wants you to get into. Um, but the dialogue sometimes makes it difficult to get there. And it is kind of frustrating. I I find most of it, the dialogue good. I would say like 70% of it is good. Um, but the problem is uh, you are listening to this podcast. So I'm sure that we say... I would say that's the problem. No, no, no. But the, I would say if you're listening to this show, we're talking the whole time. For an hour and a half and you like maybe 60 to 70 percent of what we say or if you hate listen you like only 10 percent and we appreciate you still uh now imagine playing you know a 16 chapter long video game where the characters never cease and if you yourself as star lord are not talking uh, Rocket or Groot uh, or Gamora or Drax are always talking or someone else in your ear is always interacting with you. Uh, the The people that wrote this script, God bless them, because... Do you think they got paid by the word count? You would think. Uh, <laughs> there's so much here. They and the voice actors. The, the voice actors that had to record all of this. And... And to be honest, I don't know how much of the game I'm skipping because if you just let the characters go, they will keep going and never stop. So I've just started interrupting them to move the story forward because it it, it genuinely doesn't stop. Uh, so it's a imagine it, it's it's a gigantic feat for the developer that they 
have filled this game with so much dialogue. To the but, brim. But I'm skipping some of it. I'm sorry. Um, but I, I am enjoying it. I, I wasn't going to get this game. I'm pretty sure I said ahead of time on the show, I don't think this game is going to be for me. So the reviews came out and it was like, hey, this is kind of a, this is a good game. And it's a good single player game. Uh, I read some of the issues. Some people really love the dialogue and some people, like I said, there's some things that I think are amazing. Um, but uh, I got it and I was like, I'm going to play through this because the one thing, at the end of the day, the one thing I always touted and I always said to Seth and you, Forrest, was that Marvel's Avengers would be a good game if it was just a encapsulated single player story and they would just focus on these characters and not have the excess uh, games as a service game. And I still believe that. I still think that campaign is good despite itself uh, and despite having to do some of the games as a service stuff to do the campaign. This game... It's like uh, Eidos Montreal, right? Yep. Uh, it's like they listened to the show and to me and was like, <laughs> They made this hey, game specifically for you. We're going to give you a encapsulated, fully single-player experience with these Marvel-adjacent characters. They tell a really weird line um, of being comic lore or movie lore. Um it's strange. Uh, the line so, is blurred. Yes. It hops uh, the fence <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. But it's it's all there. So you know these characters. Uh, the only one that behaves a little differently, I would probably say, is Gamora. Because um, in the, the movies, they definitely make Gamora way more of a love interest and stuff like that. And that's not this Gamora, which is great. She's her own strong character. She doesn't need Peter Quill. It's fantastic. You love to see it. Um, this is also post Drax killing Thanos. So, like, you get oh. to see characters be wowed and amazed by Drax, and it's awesome. Uh, but, like, and, and they don't really make big deals of that stuff. It's just flavor text. Yeah. So, and people that don't know the comics don't know that Drax killed Thanos at some point uh so it's it's fun there's there's a lot of fun things here and they play with a lot and I'm excited to see what happens in the second half of the game uh because basically the first eight chapters they've been setting up a lot of dominoes and now it feels like I'm at the point where they're gonna start pushing them down and it's gonna start cascading into a more action oriented game instead of um, these slower moments. Um, the game also allows you to make di uh, dialogue choices and uh, some I, like Mass Effect-y style, you know, branching paths. And it doesn't affect the game massively, but it does affect a lot of the dialogue that happens. So the people have had to write not only for these people to talk the whole game, but for them to have two options of talking the whole game uh so i that's i i'm i will have it beat by next time we record because i'm 
like powering through it at the solid clip now. Uh, it's got its hooks in me, and I'm I'm really really loving it. Uh, and I've been having a lot of fun, and it's you know I've just been able to turn my brain off and play it. Um, the other thing I started was Forza Horizon Five, but that dropped yesterday, um, and it's very good and pretty. And it works really well on the Xbox Game Pass streaming. Uh, oh, so, you tried that out? Yeah, I was playing it. Nice. Uh, uh, so that's what you've been playing every time I got these notifications that were, you were using Backbone. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I... I, I you notifications for that? Yeah, because yeah. when, when you own a Backbone, you are part of an exclusive club. <laughs> And you have an account on the Backbone app, and it lets your friends know when you're playing stuff on your phone. It's great. Using the Backbone. Using the Backbone. Wow. Uh, it's going to be fantastic yes. when Final Fantasy VII, the first soldier, comes out, and Seth and I can you're party up. wreck everyone. With, with our Backbones. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but, so, yeah. I, I decided today, Seth, um, that was going to be the second part of what I was playing, was that I was going to try out uh, the, the sh- not streaming from the console, streaming just straight from the cloud. And uh, especially with something so finicky and reactionary as a racing game, uh, I don't like playing first-person shooters on the backbone because the action and the joysticks isn't enough, in my opinion. That's fair. Um, I will play them, and I have, but it's not really my favorite thing to do. Same reason why I don't really think that first-person shooters on the Switch are going to ever be a huge thing, at least handheld-wise. It's fine, but it's not great. Um, but the racing game, was uh, it's real fun, and it works really well. Uh, at least on my internet at home. I haven't tried on like cell service or anything, but um, it's it's been great. I, I played it a little bit today, like maybe 30 minutes. I played a race or two. Um, the, I don't know if it's because of the Apple, the way that they're doing the workaround for Apple where you have to use a browser, but the service and connection is really bad at first for the first mm. like two minutes, and then it's fine. Um, and apparently that's just a thing, uh, because it's still in beta technically. So it's, you know, they're refining it. Uh, and they, I've Googled some stuff cause I was like, man, it's and a couple of Reddit threads were like, no, just give it a couple minutes. It, yeah, it like figures out where you're at and then it starts to spit out what it can handle. So it works. Um, and they've just recently pushed it, Seth and Force, to Xbox Series X quality uh, nice. graphics. So it was running Xbox One X graphics quality before. Now it's pushing Series X. Cool. Uh, which is cool. So streaming is going to be a th- big thing, you know. So, I mean, I'm about it. Let me play my games wherever. It's cool so, having the option. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've I've talked enough. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I've taken over a lot. Um, Seth, what have you played? Well, um, in the spirit of 
every day seeming like the exact same day over and over, I have been playing some uh, time loop games. <laughs> oh, I thought uh, you were about to say you were playing 12 minutes, and yeah. I'm like, not this discourse again. No. Uh, <laughs> interestingly, that's a t- the time loop game, which I did not play. Oh, thank God. Um, I actually did think about it. I was like, mm. no, I'm, j- I'm, I'm not going to do this. Yeah, you're uh, better Of off. course, I should... We should jump back a few weeks, and I can s- I sh- I could I should say that I did finally beat Deathloop. Oh, uh, yeah! I beat it after the last time that we, the same night after the last time we recorded where I talked about it. Um, and I can <laughs> say it was a very fun game. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. And Good. interesting ending. Um, and I, I wonder if they if they have plans to do anything else with that world. Um, uh, you know, I'm not sure, but it was it was a really fun time. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, so then I <laughs> I moved on to finally playing Returnal. Oh, oh yeah, that's man. I'm excited to hear what you think of this. Um oh no. <laughs> I I really in, I thought it was very really very good. Um I had a lot of fun playing it. Um I will say David, I I didn't really think it was a hard game. <laughs> <laughs> of course. He, no. Listen, is, we just know tracks. that Seth is built different. He's just know? built different. He's <laughs> What is <laughs> what is a Herculean effort for us is uh, a walk in the park for Seth. At this point, time I, time. Uh, I can't wait to go to play Elden Ring with Seth. <laughs> and, and he's I, breezing And I'm struggling, it. and we're playing in the same server. So then he's like, oh, yeah, this is nice. And I'm like, I'm, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Well, I don't know if that's... I don't know. I it, It's more like... Like, it was in the beginning, it was very... Um, Dark. So I don't know if difficult is the right word. It's it's certainly an unrelenting game and an unforgiving game of mistakes. Um, yeah. But I don't like... I feel like the the movement is so crisp and the guns are so... Um, like, really... They, they have really good feedback um, that it's it's sort of... It was easy to adjust uh and really get get a good feel for it um and especially the way like once you understand how enemies attack um and they all have this really cool uh so house mark has like in the past made these bullet hell games uh and that shows and when you go back to um david i don't know if you remember and Forest, but I know that I, I remember telling David about this uh, game. Oh, shoot, now I can't even remember the name of it. Um, it was like this... They they made this Metroidvania uh, game years and years ago for, like, the... What was that? The thing that Microsoft used to do, like, the summer of... The Ooh. indie summer thing. I forget. Um, I'm looking up... But they House made a game... Mark. Was it Resogun? They made a game. No, no, no. It was called... Matterfall. No. Outland. <laughs> yes, it was Outland. Yeah, I and played like this. this. Yeah, it was this Metroidvania game where 
um, all of the enemies shot these like bullet hell patterns, and you could switch between the color red and blue, and that would allow you to like, if you were blue, then the blue bullets couldn't hurt you. Um, and so this game also, all the enemies like their projectiles have these uh, sort of they're they're like these big fat slow moving bullets. Not really, not necessarily slow moving, especially once you get later into the game, they are. Uh, very much not slow moving, and there are a lot of them. But they they do have very distinct like attack patterns that you can figure out. Um, mm. And so I think there is like you when you get to the point where you're used to that, your brain can it can be easy to sort of um, run through stuff really quick. Um, but like. Th- that's not to say I didn't have my fair share of deaths in the game, uh, because I definitely did die quite a bit, especially in um, in the first the first area uh, where you, especially when you start, you don't have a whole lot. Um, all the guns you get are sort of the lowest power possible. Um, as you play the game, you will find weapons that have like attributes that you can unlock by using them, uh, which will permanently unlock them to, to find on other guns in the future. But, like, starting out, you don't have really any of that stuff. Uh, and you also have, like, a very small selection of guns. Um, but it's so... The the sort of... The flow of this game is really weird. Um, yes. Because... Um, it's it, it it it's just so so strange like the the sort of start and stop nature that you are, that I experienced in the first w- world and then once I got to the second um like the second area I think I finished that in one go through and then I also finished the third area in one go through Wait really? Um, yeah. Okay, so holy crap, that's the opposite of how I feel. Like, the first area I did really good in, and my main hurdle was the second area. Hmm, interesting. And then by the third area, I was tired of playing, because uh, <laughs> it took me so long to get through the second area. Yeah, so one of the interesting things, uh, they they do a really good job of sort of changing up the feel and sort of the layout of the of the levels, because the first area is like a forest. It's a, it's a bunch of kind of isolated rooms. Um I mean, they're not all enclosed, but they are distinct from each other. And then you get to the second area, and it's this huge desert. And, like, the first, the very first part of it is all just, um, like, there are still quote-unquote rooms, but they're all, like, just out in this sort of open uh, right. big, big area of sand, and you can kind of just run through them. Uh, and then you get in t- into this kind of labyrinthine um tower sort of thing, which can be sort of confusing getting through. Um, but yeah, like I, I, it's the way the game, like the way you the leveling system works and the way that you power up, like through finding artifacts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like once you, once, if, if you go, if you do like a full run from the first level to the second level, getting to the third level, you're you're kind of in a in a spot where you're just really 
overpowered. Um, and I think it's intentional uh, because, um, like, you can, you could theoretically start and go straight to, because uh, once you beat a boss in a world um, and open the gate to the next world, that that gate remains open. And so all you have to do, like, when you die and start over, you just have to find the room with that gate and you can go straight to the next world. Um, but the the other thing is, it's also designed, like, I know one of the big um, issues a lot of people had was the the length that playthroughs required uh, because yeah. it was a big deal because there's no, like, suspend. And Housemark has since done an update where you can suspend a run, like, in the middle of, of a world and come back to it later. But, like, looking back, while I did have very... I did have a few very long play sessions, um, I actually don't really think it's built to do that because at the beginning of each new area, there is an item that they give you to um, put your level to a point where the guns that you will find in that area will be powerful enough for you to deal with the enemies. Right. Um, and so, like, it is feasible just to go through one area and then, like, finish it and then stop playing and then start, you can start a new run um, and go s jump straight to the next area and be strong enough to do that stuff. So, I don't know, it... I guess I sort of understand where a lot of the criticism came from, but the problem is I just I didn't have that experience that people had with like the difficulty issues, um, and like I I never I think I I never like got to a boss and then died and had to start a whole new run to get back to that boss. Like I beat I didn't beat every boss in like the first try, but there are. There are rooms in each world that give you, like, one free revive. And so um, I don't think I ever lost to a boss more than once before actually beating them. Um, <laughs> Must be and nice the boss battles, to be you. The boss battles in this game are really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the first one. I'm kind of sad. So I beat the first one on my first try. Um and I, I kind of wish I hadn't because I would have loved to have absorbed what I was doing in there more because it looks so yeah. neat. Yeah, he was, a lot, he was really good. Um, the second boss fight is also cool. Like, he's flying around and dive-bombing you and stuff. He actually really reminded me of Storm Eagle from Mega Man X. <laughs> like, yeah. a, lot, a, lot of the, a lot similar attack patterns and even, like, projectiles that he lets out. Uh, certainly ramped up to uh, like the 10th degree but um, he really gave me this <laughs> this kind of storm eagle vibe and also a similar vibe to uh, Ravenbeak uh, a little bit for the yeah. Android mm. Dread fans out there um, the third boss battle I guess you never saw it it's kind of insane I did um, not see it uh, the story in this game is also insane um, so the story is that you play this this woman, Celine, um, who is she's part of this space exploration thing called 
uh, Atlas, I think. I think is the name of it. Um, and she's exploring this white shadow signal on this planet of Atropos. And she crash lands, and her ship is destroyed, and she can't send any signals. Uh, but she figures that if she is able to follow this white shadow signal, she'll get to a place where she'll be able to send out her own distress signal to get to get rescued. Um, and that's just like you're the the way the game is set up that you you encounter this kind of mini boss in like the first run that is designed to kill you. Um, because once you die, uh, Celine wakes up in the crash site uh, again and figures out that this, this planet is... There's this weird um, time loop going on. Every time she dies, she sees these weird visions and then wakes back mm. up uh, at the crash site. And so she's got to, you know, figure out what is going on in this planet and also get to this area where she can send out this distress signal to be rescued. Um, and along the way, like, you run into uh, other Selene's whose, like, corpses are around the world, and it's clear that yeah. she has been here for a very... Dif different iterations of her have been here for a very long time. And she, you also find these, like, audio logs of her talking about stuff and becoming... And increasingly losing her mind more and more, um, and it's really it's it's kind of it's really interesting. Like it it really gave me this sort of Metroid Prime vibe uh, when I first started it up, just because of the way like the world is, like the way it looks and and the sounds and the kind of hostility of the environment uh, toward you and like the ancient civilizations that use that are in decay um, but which you still see these remnants of uh, is a very cool world um, and in the very first the very first area you there is this one room that you come to every time that out of nowhere is like Celine's house from back on earth like here in the middle of this jungle on this other planet um, and you uh, when you walk in, you go, you switch into this first-person mode, and it's this yeah. sort of like I don't know if I would go s so far as to call them like horror segments, but there is definitely this kind of um, a sort of uh, how to describe it, like um, a like a PT kind of vibe of you moving through this increasingly eerie, like this ostensibly normal uh, domestic home, but it's got this increasingly weird stuff going on. And also not to mention it's on, it's on this other planet. Um, and I thought that stuff was really cool. I, I thought it... It's, it was unfortunate to me that that stuff only... It only exists on that first area. Okay, um, so that was... My, I was gonna interrupt you real quick and ask you if it happens later on at all, but yeah, uh, so I never there, ran into like, it. Well, there are multiple sequences that you have to go through in that house to like get to the true, quote unquote, true ending. Um, though, if you want to, whether you want to call it true ending or the secret ending, 
um, is sort of up for grabs once you actually get to the end of the game. Um, because it's really open-ended about what the game actually is about. Um, mm-hmm. But no, it's only in that one area that you encounter that stuff. Um, which was a little unfortunate because I thought like the sort of breaking the flow of the action for these weird horror-esque sequences, I thought it was really, really cool. Like the first, like the, the, the times running through the, the forest area. And it was, so it was a little, that was one thing I thought was a bit of a letdown that as cool as the other areas were, um, <coughs> it would have been nice for the them to have that kind of stuff. Even if it was like in a different form, um, like it doesn't necessarily have to be your house, but like to have those weird areas where the game sort of shifts gears and and makes you put you in it like a a different mindset um the also the midpoint of the game it's it's super oh so it's so weird so when i was playing when i beat the boss of the third stage so there are six stages in this game six like uh, biomes i guess you would call them um and six yes that gone so there are the first three. So and the first time I beat the first boss, um, like Celine gets to the source of this signal and is able to send out her distress call, uh, and she's she gets rescued by Atlas, goes back to Earth, um, like lives out. This is this is kind of spoiler alert uh, <laughs> for this game. This um, is an old game. You're fine. Well, it came out this year, so it's actually not that old. Oh, God, uh, it did come out this year. Yeah, when Ugh. I was playing it, like I, I had, I didn't even realize that this was a game. Like I thought I had had it for a lot longer, uh, but nope, it came out this year. Um, but yeah, so Celine gets rescued. She goes back to Earth and like lives. I think I think it's like another sixty-three years, uh, and then. Like she she dies of you know prob- old age probably something like that, um, and you see her funeral, and then she wakes back up on the planet. Oh God, of course. Um, except it's like it's either way in the future or like I'm pretty sure it's actually like thousands of years in the past on the planet. Mm. Um, it's hard to tell, but like you're you're cl- clearly back in this forest, but a very different looking forest. Uh, and so then the next two biomes after that are sort of like different where the desert, uh, becomes like this kind of ice world, uh, but still like very similar architecture. Um, the rooms aren't the same or anything, but like you can tell it's sort of, it's this, it's the same world, but like in, in some way, but really different for some reason. Um, and the final stage uh, is like this descent down into uh, the water um, to see the like the origin or whatever it was in this world that has been calling her there. Um, and, I get, and there's like these sort of Lovecraftian kind of tentacle beasts, um, and it gets it gets really weird. Uh, <laughs> the first the the time that I beat the the third boss 
it was funny. My um, the also after that is the mm, it was like there's a house segment because when you get when she goes back, like way back in the past, um, her house is still there, and like the first time you go in it, it's like it is the weirdest segment. I I would encourage you to go look it up. Because I like my, it was like my brain left my body while I was playing it. I was like, "What is happening?" And my roommate actually walked in, and and also he had with no idea of what's happening in the game. Like he walks in and watches it, and it's like, "What? What?" <laughs> it was, it was a really cool moment. Uh, another one of those things that was like a really cool, like high point, um, sort of right in the middle of all of this action. Uh, and that was another that further showed me like how much oh yeah this is really cool I wish there was more of this in this game um, but yeah I I think that I then when I got the third stage like it it's much like the f- the the first stage and that you know you you kind of start at zero right um, and so. It, that also, there were many times that I was running through and died. Uh, and then once I finally got through, I ran through the next two stages uh, kind of um, pretty easily. Um, the The bosses in the second half of the game also really, they kind of ramp up the insanity. Um, the fourth boss is this guy. It's really an awesome sequence the uh, one weird thing about the second half of the game is for some reason the the famous um blue oyster cult song don't fear the reaper becomes really important to the story and what oh yeah and you start to hear you (laughs) start to hear these like musical um like they're just like these sort of noises, like these sort of punctuating noises in the in in the environment, uh, and you're like, you know, that's a familiar sound. And then you're like, oh wait a minute, that is "Don't Fear the Reaper," uh, and then the fourth boss is this giant. I don't know. He's he's this sort of big alien man. No, <laughs> but he's like he's he's one of the like. The bosses, I think, are all supposed to, like, they're all supposed to be the remnants of the native alien, like the native race to that planet, um, like whose ruins you keep going through. Right. Um, But he's like, you climb to the top of this tower, and as you're going, like, the closer you get to the boss, this whole, the whole fourth stage, there's like this music happening. Um and like the closer you get, the louder it becomes. And so you you're like climbing this tower at the end, and it's just getting like deafening. Um, and you get to the top, and the fourth boss is like this big alien who is like been like parasitically joined to this gigantic organ, uh, and is Ooh. just playing this. That's kind a of, Bloodborne style boss. <laughs> um, this crazy. Uh, like organ rendition of "Don't Fear the Reaper," <laughs> while God. shooting out all of these like energy blasts at you. It's a it's a crazy fight. Um, an- another thing that I would definitely recommend you go like watch a video of because yeah, it's what? really cool. If I had um, more I- insane experiences like that, 
at the end of, say, Act 2, like, that may have pushed me forward to keep going. Yeah, it's too uh, bad. Like, the cool... I think the second half of this game really has, like, the coolest stuff in it. Um, I think the first half is a lot more straightforward of a game and lore-wise. Uh, because you have, like, this goal of, okay, I'm on this planet where everything is looping when I die. Uh, I don't really know why, but I know that if I get to this one place, I'll be able to get off of it. And then once you find out, like, actually, no, that didn't even do anything. You're still back here. Uh, the 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 story like is allowed to get a lot weirder, right? Uh, and all of that stuff is kind of contained in the second half of the game. Um, so it, it is kind of unfortunate, like because it is there is a like a high barrier to get. Uh, a high barrier of entry in this game, like, period. Um, but then also, to get halfway through the game will take a lot for a lot of people. Um, and so it is unfortunate, like, that all of this really crazy stuff is sort of trapped behind the need to have uh, gone halfway through the game. Um, to essentially have beaten the game, because... Like the two, the, each of the two halves are, are entirely self-contained. Like, um, even after like finishing the third world, the third boss, and going to, going back to the fourth, you don't carry over any of your artifacts or weapons or anything. Jeez. Um, okay. And it, and like it, it basically starts you at zero, except you're at like level fifteen, ra- rather than zero again. So you can like the, the weapons you get, um. I'm pretty sure the first half you can only get up to level 15, I think, and then the second half is you, you're level 15 to 30. So the the guns you start finding out, in, in the, while you don't have any um, artifacts or anything, the guns that you're finding are still more... They're more powerful and have more effects okay. and stuff. So it's not totally zero, but you do start over, basically. So they're kind of... The developers are kind of asking, okay, you basically have to have the experience of beating this game before you get to like the weird crazy cool stuff which is like it was fine for me because I was able to do it but I can also understand why a lot of people would have bounced off before they really got to experience uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the the cooler stuff that um, the game designed like the, the the final area it's all underwater and it's really cool because like it completely changes the way the physics work because you're jumping through water and so that allows them to really like change the way areas are designed because you can just move a lot farther yeah Um, this sounds neat (laughs) and 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 they also like have enemies that are swimming through like the area as if it were water so they're like above you and below you um and it, like uh, it's really cool uh and it it is again like you have to get to the very end of the game to even experience that um and so like i do think th- it's sort of it's definitely really uneven in the way that it offers those like the the way that it offers the stuff that changes up the way the game feels. Um, but, like, I, I had a really good time. I thought that the the music is really cool. 
Uh, like it's really good, but I don't I don't know that I there are any specific songs or anything because that I remember because it's more atmospheric. Right. Um. Uh. Weirdly, the battle theme sounds like when you start fighting it. There are different, like it. You know, the music changes. It's not like a Pokemon battle theme or anything, but the music does change, and there's it weirdly sounds a lot like the Wonder Woman theme, like the music <laughs> from the movie. Nice with the like the you know the driving electric guitar and stuff. <laughs> Every time it happened, I was like, wait a minute, this is Wonder Woman, uh, and 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 the especially in the second half, the weird usage of of this Blue Oyster Cult song. <laughs> uh, it's so it's so bizarre. Uh, like there's this one room. The first time I walked into it, Celine just starts reciting the lyrics of like the first verse or the the chorus. I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> I mean, I this do that when I walk around places. You know, just start reciting lyrics <laughs> when there's nothing else to think about. <laughs> uh, I mean, and the reasoning in world, I guess it's because like it's tied to this weird traumatic experience. Um, but the the way that like the 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 game delivers the backstory of Celine is basically all through. It's either through <laughs> the the sequences in the houses or like the the scenes that you see after you die, and and so like it's weird, but I think it's really cool because it it does sort of keep up this just mystery. It's like what that who the heck is this person? What is happening? Um, you never, and you never really know there. Okay. I think there is a very specific reading of the story of this game that does explain what it is. Um, uh, and after I, I, after I went and saw someone like I, I watched a video of it and this guy was explaining, it's like, oh yeah, that actually makes a whole lot of sense. Um, it's was one it about of the, not fearing the reaper? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> um, no, I will not. Uh, I won't give that away. Uh, because I don't think I could because it requires to a lot of <laughs> explaining the stuff that happens in the story. And I'm still really not sure of the things that actually happen in the game. Um, there is a cool thing that I really liked that uh, I didn't sort of discover until later in the game but as you like discover as you go into the new stages and then I think after beating bosses um, back at your ship in the very first area or the third area depending on uh, the fourth area rather you can access like this computer terminal and if you're if it's if you're on the first stage like there are a bunch of these files um, just about Celine and and the mission and you know, different little lore stuff. But then, if you go back into that computer, like, once you've jumped way back in the past, all of the stuff in that is changed um, in, mm. like, these minor ways to, like, point at how Celine is never going to leave and how she's going crazy. Um, uh, and it's, it's, just, it's just really interesting... Like I thought it was really neat the way they they created these you know seemingly innocuous little flavor text things speci- but specifically for the purpose of when you get to the second half of the game and you read them you're like whoa 
this world is very specifically talking to this character and telling her that she cannot get out of this situation. Um, I I thought it was a really good game. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it it's something that if you can like get the feel of the game, I think you will find that it's not as hard as it initially appears. Um, but again, I do I do understand why um, some people have issues with it, uh, with the difficulty. But I think it's it's one that if you bounced off, it, I think it could be worth it to try and give it another shot uh, and see how far you can, especially with the new suspend feature. Um, and there are people who have already figured out how to exploit it to save scum, basically, which is unfortunate and definitely why Housemark didn't want to add the feature. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's it's there now, and there is a way to do it. Uh, yeah. It was a very good game. A lot of, a lot of fun. Good. Uh, yeah. So the other game that I played uh, was a lot, a lot shorter of a game. Um it's on Game Pass now. The Forgotten City. Uh, Ooh, I don't know if you I, guys have heard of it. I think I downloaded that, but I haven't started it. It's not ringing yeah, a bell it, for me. Um, so, it's. I think it it made, it made the rounds like a few months ago when it released. So this is a game that was initially, and still you still can download it as a Skyrim mod. Um, hmm. What? And then, yeah. Uh, and it was sort of like a really uh, widely acclaimed and beloved Skyrim mod. Like everyone, like you go on on any like on Nexus or even on the the actual like internal mod thing on the the Ultimate Edition of Skyrim. Yeah, it's always like sort of it's the highest on the list of of like the best stuff. Um, I never played it there, so I I can't attest to. Uh, what the story is, uh, but the the developer of it, like they made a standalone version, um, and released it this year on Xbox and on uh, PlayStation. And the story of it is uh, your character wakes up sort of at the on the banks of this river, um, and is greeted by this woman named Karen of all things, and mm -hmm. she's like, "Hey, I can." Uh, um, I'm glad you're awake. Uh, I can. I have this boat. I can take you out of here. But I sent this other guy who watched up before you. That I thought that you two were together, but he 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 went into these ruins behind us uh, and has not come back out. So if you go in there and if you can, if you save him, or if you go in there and bring him back, I'll use my boat to get both of you out of there. So you know, it's sort of. Uh, an, a, a strange setup uh, because the the guy your or rather your character um, has really no recollection of how they got there and also has like uh, nothing but change in their pocket um, so you go into these ruins uh, and it's like this ruins of these um, well you, you go there's like this building that looked like an ancient Roman building and you walk in and fall through this huge pit uh, into a pool of water and emerge into this uh, destroyed but ancient um, 
Roman city that, like, I guess has been hidden away for however long. Um, and there are a bunch of, like, gold statues of people uh, all around this place. And you find this statue of the guy who you're sent in to find um, with this, like, he's, it's him. And th- he had this note that he wrote, but he's been turned into gold. Um, and then you find this portal that you have to go in because there's no exit. And the portal sort of, it seemingly sends you back in time to the to the era of when Rome was at its peak. Mm. And um, you basically, you go to meet the leader of this town. And he's, he says, uh, he explains to you that uh, these people, like, found this city and started their own... Um, you know, they started their own community here. There's like 20 odd people living here. Uh, but there are all of these plaques all over the place that say, um, gosh, I, I can't remember the specific uh, wording. Well, like it's a very specific wording, but the, the gist of it is that if one person in the town sins, then everyone in the town will be killed. Um, <laughs> and the leader of this town he's like hey uh this is going to happen today uh we figured out that someone in this town is going to sin and going to doom everyone uh and since you're new here and like the guy's he's basically like i can't go ask go interview people because they're all they'll all just be suspicious of me because he's also there's also going to be an election that day to see if he's going to remain the rule, the leader of this place. Uh, mm. But since you're new and no one knows who, who you are, you can just go poke around and ask people what's going on and try to figure out who it is. And so, like, you you can do this, and at the end of at the end of each cycle, it's inevitable that someone someone will sin and. Uh, start to cause this place to be destroyed. Uh, but the leader will run to this thing and perform this ritual to open this portal that will allow you to sort of uh, rewind back to the beginning of the day. So you basically have to figure out, you kind of set out to go figure out what it, who is, who is, is the person that is going to cause this to happen and how you can stop them. And, you know, like any kind of, uh, one of these really frequent time loop games. It 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 is sort of like a Rube Goldberg device of right. you you going to have to you fig in one loop you'll figure out you'll go through a little uh, story to figure out this how to solve this one problem, and then when you loop back, you can immediate you know okay if I do this immediately it'll it'll fix this. Um, and so it's it's really fun going through and um, and fi- solving all this stuff and and sort of putting it all together. Um, it really it's funny. Bec- like if you had no idea, like Forrest, imagine if I completely erased the fact that uh, this was a Skyrim mod from your memory. If you boot up this game, you would immediately say, "Wait a minute, this looks a lot like Skyrim." Yeah, because it's very clear where this the, this game's origins, like the way the character models move, and and like these the weird things that Skyrim models do when they talk to you and when they're walking around, like those yeah. are all here. 
Um, <laughs> it's it's really it's really kind of charming, um, and there are also like the the environmental models. Like w- as you're walking around, like there there are very specific times where I saw these little things. Like, hey, I know exactly what that was in Skyrim. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I could very very vividly picture. Um, oh, it's like oh yeah, this is one of the those uh, burial sites where the the droggers are. Like it's like oh yeah, that 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 casket over there or whatever would that would be a drogger. Um, so it's it's kind of neat walking through the this world and and seeing uh, all of those little things how they pulled directly from that game and sort of turned it into its own thing. It's a really cool game. Um, there's not really any combat in it, um, so you don't have to worry about that. It's, um, but it, it was a lot of fun, and it's not, ev- not uh, even a... Like, just being a mod for Skyrim, it, it obviously is not that huge in scale. Um, so it's a very kind of chill experience going through it and figuring everything out. Uh, yeah, it's it was a lot of fun, and it's on Game Pass, so I definitely recommend uh downloading it and seeing what it is i really i really want to to download the mod and see what the original thing was and how the story was changed but i don't know if i'll ever get around to doing that because i already know all of the answers Um, yeah uh yeah so it was there and it was it's actually the the choice that happened in the game as you like continue to play and figure out more of the story are, are really cool some were like uh, there's an actual, like, really good play-on-word joke that you find out after one of the end, Or, I guess, uh, not one of the endings, but early on, if you if you pursue one specific... They're not really quest lines. Uh, I mean, they are sort of quests. Um, but if you, if you pursue, like, the one specific character, if you go to resolve her stuff... Uh, it there is this. It's, it's just this really good. Um, like the payoff is just this really good joke that is uh, this play on words. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't see that. It was great. Um, but yeah, I wholeheartedly uh, endorse. Definitely Suplex certified. Um, if you have Game Pass, you have no reason not to play this. Uh, and if you own Skyrim, you have no reason not to play this. Uh, the game is also it's really impressive, fully voiced. I imagine, like, I'm pretty sure it was in in its mod form of Skyrim. So, like, uh, whoever the creator was, they, they went out and, and they got a lot of very competent voice talent um, to, to, to do the roles in this game. Um, n- not really any voices that you'll recognize, uh, but they, they do a very good job. Sweet. Very good game. Yeah. Definitely give it a whirl. You could probably uh, finish it in one or two sittings. All right. Uh, Do you play anything else or nah? Nope. That's about it. That's about it. Nice. Uh, Forrest, what did you play? Uh, I've still been riding my high from Metroid Dread, so what I've been doing is going back and playing through the 2D Metroids from start to finish. So I played through Zero Mission, uh, which is the remake of one. Uh, Samus Returns is the remake of two. Now I'm on to Super Metroid. Um, 
I've been playing through that this week. I'll probably finish that before next and try and get Fusion done before next as well. Um, I've just... I can't get enough of these games right now. And I, I fully plan to literally just, like, start with Dread, go all the way back, and then loop back to Dread. Um, I've really just... Metroid as a whole has gotten its hooks into me. And the idea of just running through these games as quick as possible and like sequence breaking has led me to start thinking of ways to do this in other games that I play. So, um, like in Halo, some my roommates and I right now are trying to find ways to like speed run Halo 3 and Halo Reach, you know, um, just for fun. And that is solely stemming from me still enjoying how much of dread that I did. Um, but that is all that I've pretty much been doing this last week. Mm. It's just all Metroid. And I'm having the time of my life, honestly. I haven't, like, I am consistently wanting to play video games at almost every moment of the day right now, which is not a thing I felt in so long. And I'm Good. very glad that I'm still able to ride that high. And it is bleeding through into me just wanting to play other things. Um, I meant to get the Guardians game. But I, uh, money has been a little uh, tight lately, so I'm just holding off on it for now. But like, I'm very excited for new games coming out and the chance and the drive to actually want to play through them as much as I can. Yeah, you know, you should use this to play Hollow Knight. That is on the list, actually. You'll be very glad to know. As much as I love Metroid Dread. And I thought it was use a fantastic it. game. You should use it to finish Deltarune Chapter 2. <laughs> There's so many memes that I've wanted to share uh, that I can't because you have no context. I'm so sorry. Oh, I need to play it's, that. It's been really cool. I've been, I haven't been really like following, but I've, in my like recommended feed on YouTube, I've been getting a lot of of dread videos of people like discovering new um exploits and different yes. ways to to circumvent stuff um so it's been really cool seeing that stuff and it has sort of there have been times that i've wanted to oh man i, I really want to go back in the game and, and try this and out try that uh, exactly yeah and 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 that's not really something i've ever had like when watching speed run and stuff like that uh it's also just been really cool seeing like um, the different videos of the the Shine Spark challenges yeah. in the game, uh, because I swear it seems like there are there are a few that have very there is a specific way to do it, um, but there are some that like like watching the videos are like wait a minute I did this a completely different way yes uh, and and it's and cool sometimes that, an like, even more difficult way than what yeah, these videos show. <laughs> Uh, and also rewatching them, it it it's sort of it makes me kind of marvel at the fact that I was like they look watching a mon video they look really hard to do, and so it it makes me kind of marvel. It's like I can't believe I actually did this. Yeah, uh, it's because like rewatching it seems like I don't I can't imagine I could actually do this again, um, but it, it it is really cool like the different ways. Um, people are finding that you can do things and it's just sort of uh it's sort of a a testament to how uh solid the structure of that game is um, yes that it does provide these different paths 
uh, of doing stuff, even while at the same time, like, uh, I watched a really cool video of um, analyzing Dread and the way that it feels huge, but also it also feels like you, the game, you never feel lost in the game. And yeah, it's really cool, like, um, seeing that stuff and seeing how, like, very intricately they design the the way pads close behind you and force you to continue moving forward. And, uh, and it's just like, it's just a super solid game in the way that it was designed. Uh, definitely really cool. Hard agree. Um, and just some, like something that is just wild to me right now, going back to people just finding all these ways to get through the game and bypass certain parts of it. Uh, as of yesterday, the speedrun world record was a minute and 11 or an hour and 11 minutes. So like this game, like that is one around one twentieth of the time that it took me for my 100% first playthrough, yeah, you know? Crazy. Yeah. So just the idea is that it is so shortened already and still like, and I've been watching like a lot of streams lately for, for these uh, speed runs. And there's still so much more, like, tech and room left to optimize further to shorten that time. And it's really cool being on the ground floor for, like, people finding these new ways to circumvent stuff in the game and sequence break. And it's yeah. not something I feel like I've gotten to experience before, really. Um, or it, on such a large an immediate scale. Um, and it's just yeah, something sure. really fun. I think that, um, I think it's because of like, uh, the way, like you can, if you know where, where everything, where you're going at all times, I think even just a person like you or I, who are not like a speed runner, but have like are intentionally trying to go through the game as fast as, you, as, as possible. Like, I think it's, it's it's possible for just regular gamers to get through this game in like six hours or four hours or something. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like like once you know where everything is and where you're going, uh, and like when you when you when you're past that kind of the 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 first playthrough, just sort of trying to figure out where everything is. Like so, I think that's part of it is that there is there's so much optimization. Um, from like a first playthrough to a speed run just in being able to play the game a lot faster. Um, and so I think it, because like the, just the kind of base speed run is so quick. It's, it's allowed people to really sort of iterate it on it, on it a lot faster. It's also really fun. Uh, I don't know if we ever talked about it. The infamous, uh, David Jaffe video of, I actually uh, haven't watched it yet. Yeah, so we I'm aware we did of it. talk about we we did talk about on the podcast the the infamous room early on in the game where it seems like you've soft locked the game, but actually you have to shoot the ceiling. Um, you know the 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 one that I had to tell David <laughs> what to do, and then David and had to tell tell uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's it's so David Jaffe had you know he was streaming the game and he kind of ripped into it quote unquote and called the game called it bush league design and people have been kind of clowning on him for 
uh, not understanding how the game works. Uh, but it's funny because I watched a video the other day because uh, he's saying, like, how, how are you supposed to know there's no to do this when there are so many other places you can go? And it turns out once you get into that room, there is literally no other place that yeah. you can go to. That's why um, it's it has the worry and panic of soft locking. She's like, "Oh, I can't go yeah. anywhere. What do I do?" Yeah, uh, it, it was just funny. He, the, like his because it the problem like the thing is you always have this huge map, uh, and so it always looks like there are a ton of places that you can go explore. Um, to find the actual way forward. What it turns out, no, it's it's very clearly in this room because you can't actually go into any other room. So there has to be something in here that you yeah. are not doing correctly. Um, and so I don't know. It, it's just it's just been funny to s- the way that the whole internet has kind of clowned on him for not uh, being aware of what is happening in that moment. This guy who is a, a video game designer. Yeah, he's kind of a clown anyways, if you <laughs> pay attention to anything else he puts out. He's, uh, yeah, he's not great. Uh, <laughs> um, but all right, um, I think that is a good time to pause, and we will uh, be right back uh, with the news. Hi, Big Joe here, and I'm here to tell you to check out Suplex the Sticks on all social media platforms at at Suplex the Sticks. Links for the socials and the invite to our Discord are in the show notes below. Subscribe and review the show on your favorite podcatcher, and while you're at it, let your friends know about the podcast. It's the best way to help us grow our community. And with that, back to the show. And we're back. All right. So let's talk about the news. Uh, Seth, I don't know if you saw this um, uh, interview, I guess, that happened with Todd. Uh, God, I can't remember his last name. That's okay. It's Bethesda Todd. Howard. Todd Howard, uh, where he said that Starfield is playable from beginning to end. And that the mm. no, the November eleventh release date is in ink, not in pencil. Interesting. Mm. So, yeah, I have to wonder what that means. Exactly. My in any Elder Scrolls game, playing beginning to end is kind of <laughs> is kind rough. of uh, it's never really the goal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do it. Uh, but it's not what you're. It's not what you're signing up for when you're starting up those games. Can I play um, beginning to sidetracked for seventy hours to middle to sidetrack for another seventy hours to end? Yeah, that's well, the question. I don't How know. much of that stuff is? <laughs> How it? much of that is done exactly? Um, apparently, it's also going to have full mod support uh, out at the launch. gate. Yeah. The wow. Game. Is what that included the, for uh, consoles? The, what Seth? Uh, I was just gonna say, what do you think the um, the space equivalent of the uh, the the thieves guild and the um, dark brotherhood are gonna be called? Oh, the dark brotherhood is gonna be uh, void walkers. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
And <laughs> Thieves Guild will be uh, um, space pirates. No, no, no. They'll go with uh, they'll go with uh, sh- shadow shadow sights. They'll call them shadow sights. <laughs> Y'all are going to be you real mad when I'm right. <laughs> Y'all are going to be real be. mad when it's I'm laughing something. at you right now. <laughs> and, and Void Walker is, is there. <laughs> I, it's going to... I nailed it. I I'd guarantee probably, you I'd, be, I'd probably slide $5 be, your way each if that happened. It'd be pretty bold for them to just straight up yoink Void Walker from Destiny and put it wholesale into, <laughs> yeah. their, into their game. So I could see it. I can't... I forgot that that was in destiny i did the adult thing the other day both of you may be proud of me i deleted I destiny 2 from my consoles wow i needed the space i, I still I have it on mine uh not updated so i don't think <laughs> i could even i don't think i could even start the game no without having to wait five hours for the game to get up to the current version yeah um yeah good for you happened. david um all right, so that happened. I also updated Apex to play it, and then I didn't. Same. Uh, but I watched the opening cinematic, and I don't know what's wrong with the game client or how the video is encoded in the game client, but it felt like it was running at 15 frames per second. Yes, okay, I'm glad you and I have the and same it was problem. skipping frames in between it's animations. Yeah, so I, feel like I, I feel like I remember that with all of the openings that they've done. It's just... Know, this one is the about, most egregious that I've seen it so far. Yeah. Maybe it's their something style. about running, running videos in, in their engine, I think. Yeah, it's either engine or it's their style, and I'm not huge on it. I'm not like, huge on it, no. It, it's, it's definitely not the style because, like, they post the exact videos to YouTube and they just <laughs> yeah, and and it they does play it through normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It plays, you're right, you're right. It does play normally on YouTube. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's something inside there. Yeah, it just doesn't work right. They still haven't also released a next gen update for that game. So. Yeah, I I wonder, uh, I wonder what the priority is with that because you know they're always making new content for it, and you know do the question is do they want to jump to sixty FPS if they do a next gen thing and how would that change the way the game feels and runs versus other stuff? So I don't know. I I wonder what they're gonna do with that. At some point down the line, um, once. PS5 and and the new Xbox Series consoles are more widely adopted. Right. I figure they have to do it at some point. Or just adopt a scalable model like Fortnite. Yeah. Which Fortnite you're playing against Xbox Series people on the Switch and the game just is at a different like shaders and everything. Um, yeah, I I think it's that's probably not a one size fits all solution. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I doubt, I doubt a thing like the way that Fortnite does it could work on, could could like be directly transplanted onto Apex and and work the same way. Which let me note, still Apex looks like a dagum or a uh, Pixar or who Fortnite looks like a dagum <laughs> Pixar movie. There we um, go. The new consoles, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, you can see like details. 
small details on the island when you're dropping in. It's just absolutely nuts. They're making that, and that game isn't even updated to Unreal, the newest Unreal yet, which they are going to move it to. Uh, bonkers. Um, Naruto, I guess, is coming to Fortnite November sixteenth. Uh, so I saw that while we were recording earlier. We, we are uh, one step away from Goku having a gun, and I'm here for it. I am Goku with a gun. Let's go. It's so For- weird. Fortnite like, is it, it's getting everything that I loved as a kid into and love currently into itself. The only thing that's missing is Kingdom Hearts right now and Mega Man Zero. Honestly, Get those two I things want, and I'm there. Let me know when there's a Gundam costume because Ooh. that would be amazing. Yeah, I've um, been waiting for Gundam and Power Rangers. It's it's so yeah. it's so weird. You would think at some point I we would stop being surprised about the <laughs> characters that are yeah. getting into Fortnite, but yeah. every single time it's like it's I like, can't <laughs> believe that's in Fortnite now. <laughs> when inevitably their goal is to devour every single IP and bring that in and so everything is eventually going to be in nothing it. is but off it is, the table really right that's the thing and so it's so it's strange that every single time they pick something like my brain immediately says no way they can have that in <laughs> Fortnite. uh when you know at some point you think it's I'll all learn. licensing agreements I mean, we have freaking tron skins yeah in Fortnite, like tron of all things of all things it's amazing i <laughs> I'm here for what it. What a world we live in. Give Goku a gun. Dante from Devil May Cry needs to be in it. He does. With his gun. Two of them, even. There's there's double pistols in the game sometimes. Reskin them to Ebony uh, and Ivory. We're perfect. There's, yeah. Give him yeah. Rebellion as his <laughs> stupid, swingy, melee... The pickaxe. Pickaxe yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Rebellion? is this, Minecraft? That's perfect. Well, it's, I mean, it's... It's your farming tool. Do you think Goku's backpack would be like baby Gohan holding on to him? Uh, that would be great. I would love or, that. Uh, All of, even though that means you get to shoot baby Gohan. Man, that means that means Goku dropping in thing is the would Nimbus be on cloud. the Nimbus cloud. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, give me It'll happen next year. I, I'm, Goku. you know, I'm calling it right now. It'll give happen me, next year, 2022. Goku, now. Goku will be in Fortnite. Uh, man, baby Gohan or um, gosh, it, the thing is sometimes be the a back, power pole. Sometimes the back bling is lazy. Yeah, and it's yeah. frustrating, and sometimes it's really detailed and good. So there's no telling which one it's going to be. Uh, I'll get back to you when I see what Naruto's is, and then we'll go from mm. there. Um, true because there's there's been some pretty lazy back bling in the game but there's also some really good ones so i don't I know still, about, uh, i don't know about i don't know enough about naruto to guess what it would be but is yeah it, i have no rasengan probably just a, is that a thing ninja scroll to be honest yeah. like a summoning scroll those are usually pretty big that's a uh, good size for back a, a kunai accessories Man, get a Tanjiro in <laughs> Fortnite. That'd be fun. He could have Nezuko in the back, and she's yeah. making noises as she's getting jostled all around. <laughs> all around. That poor girl. The problem nice. with that is that... His pickaxe would be Inosuke. 
Yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be great. <laughs> the only problem I have there is that just the the size scaling of Tanjiro versus you know all these other characters. He's literally a child. <laughs> how do you well, look, how do you scale him up to look like he fits in size wise with the rest of these skins? I think there are a lot of you could say that about a, a great many of the skins that they are adding to this that the scale should not work, but they seem to make it work. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of skins that shouldn't work that do, size-wise. Um, yeah, Master Chief they, should be, like, at least two feet taller. They, they find ways of making it work. Um, so, uh, Fortnite, a very much a, li- a live video game. Let's talk about an anime game that's dead and dying and being put to rest. Uh, Jump, Force Jump Force is getting delisted. God bless. From all storefronts. All? Yeah. Oh my it's god. It's getting delisted next year. Oh. And they're shutting the servers down. I love to hear Completely it. Completely dead. Wow. I mean everyone said it was a bad game, so I guess <laughs> it's not super surprising. Yeah, it's just getting shut down. That's no crazy, way to play though. it. No way to buy it. No way to play it. I that actually kind of think... makes me want to buy it. Yeah, it'll go down to like five dollars oh, at yeah. the end. Yeah, for sure. And it's worth five dollars. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. If only, if only, if only just I don't. Is it still on Game Pass? I doubt it is. If they're delisting it. Yeah, I don't. Uh, think but yeah, definitely worth not. five bucks. If only to see your favorite anime characters fight each other. Yeah. Um. Uh, Jeff Cayley has said that there is going to be uh, in the double digits of new game announcements for Game Awards twenty twenty one. Um. I the, feel like I've heard this before. Yeah, like the past And it's it's always five true. Years. I don't yeah, know. It like, is this always is true, but it me. also it also still somehow always feels underwhelming. Uh, I don't know, man. Sometimes it's real good. Yeah, they, but I, I just think like I don't know, there's something about the way I guess it was it's just sort of last year that stuck in my mind the way they presented it with so many ads. Um it it made it feel like despite the actual like game announcement news that was in there it felt so minuscule compared to every like everything else that was happening yeah it's hard to actually remember and i think that the problem is you think double digit game announcements at the game awards you're expecting every each one of those to be like a big triple a headlining game uh but in reality you'll have maybe one or two of those and a bunch of smaller and probably a lot of cool games but a lot of stuff that um unless Unless there are things that really grab you. There's stuff that the next week you're probably not going to remember. Yeah, it's always a toss-up. Um, I imagine there will be some neat things. Then there will be some underwhelming things. A lot <laughs> uh, even. Um, and there will be some advertisements. But Jeff Cayley did come out and say that the Game Awards will never do NFTs. So, you know. That's good. I don't know how they They're could. okay in my book. They're, they're NFTs? more than okay. No, 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 You heard no, no, it here no, no, first, folks. No, 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 no. is okay no. with NFTs. I'm not for NFTs. The, the, F, in for, the F in NFT stands for forest. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, no. Nude forest token. No. Yeah. Um, so that's. here at. At suplexesticks.com. <laughs> Am I making money off of this? They cost no, one Bitcoin. Only us. Uh, 
They're yeah. on the they're on the cube chain. It's like a blockchain, but different. <laughs> it's like a blockchain, <laughs> but like third dimensional. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm always down to watch Game Awards. December 9th. It'll be fun. Yeah, the Game Awards are okay in my book now. Yeah, and it gives me something to be irrationally mad at for no reason. Yeah. these awards mean nothing, but yet I still want things that I like to win. I, Or even the things that I think will win to win, even if I don't like them. I kind of feel like the Game Awards should just stop being called the Game Awards. I feel like it needs a rebranding at this point because... It's not really an award show first anymore. It's and like that, there's nothing wrong with that per se. But so the thing is, I, well, they couldn't play, change the name to the game ads. No one to, would watch it. Also to, to play it's devil's advocate. I don't, Jeff Cayley isn't like an independent wealth, independently wealthy person. So to put on this thing, he's got to get money from somewhere. Yeah. And that's where the ads come in. I'm, I'm not like even talking about, like, ads in general. I just mean, like, game reveals, just, like, everything. It's not an award show first anymore. And I think it could go for a rebranding because of that. I don't I know. Mean, I think it being an award show, like, what you're saying is that, like, what you're comparing it to is sort of like an E3 conference, basically. Yeah. Um, that's almost but, what it is at this point. Right. But I think that having it be nominally an award show, like, separates it enough from that type of thing that gives them a reason to exist by itself and when it is like it's i think it's it's important enough to exist on its own and uh the 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 thing is gaming doesn't have uh the sort of organization and structure around it like say the movie industry yeah for a like uh, the Oscars like the Oscars exist because of you know the the union like the all that stuff yeah. they they put all the money into it and then they throw the award shows like this it's a it's a different wheelhouse and so yeah so I think I think the reason that like the why the awards will never go as long as Keeley is in charge of it is because he does, I think, and I'm pretty sure the reason he started is, started them is to have, is to kind of bring that legitimacy to the art form of having like, okay, here, uh, like it allows, it gives it a an event that is directly comparable to like the Oscars or the Tonys or something and say, here, see, you have that and we have this. We're, we're on the on the same level, um, even though the kind of structural stuff is not is not there like it is in, in those other industries. Yeah. And the, the closest thing you get is, like, Gamescom awards. But Gamescom, like, the... the I mean, that's just kind of a joke uh, a little bit because some of the requirements to win that is your game has to be playable for, like, 15 minutes and it can win an award or something like that. Like, it's not even for games that really came out this year. Um, so it's, you know, it's a monkey's paw type thing. Like we want a legitimate game awards show, but we have to have, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's better than what it was. And it, it's, you know, people aren't teabagging people on stage now and stuff. And there's no, 
uh, Shick yes. robot and stuff like that. Like, Which and it's a shame sh- because it's uh, you could make the the case that it is getting farther away from gaming culture. <laughs> <laughs> the, the more it becomes. <laughs> A professional uh, 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 (laughs) on the developer level and on the consumer level, yes. Uh, You know, by having an air of legitimacy, it's itself flying in the face of professionalism. Yeah, there's nothing legitimate about the game industry. (laughs) Yeah. Oh Oh, man. Uh, Sadly, yes, Uh, you're correct. all right, let's talk uh, two small points. Um, Thunderful World happened today, which uh, Thunderful Games is um, what Image and Form was rebranded as. Um, Image and oh, Form. I didn't realize that. Uh, like I, I guess I when I saw this, I thought it was like maybe this is the publisher of these Steam World games because I know it was Image and ah. Form before, but now it makes sense that it is the same developer with a new name, which. Uh, in my opinion, I know, I'm sorry, Thunderful, but you downgraded. <laughs> um, so they they announced that the gunk is releasing on December 16th uh, on Game Pass, which is going to be great. Very nice. You can also buy it, I assume, if you want to, but it's going to be on Game Pass. Uh, it buy looks great. the gunk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. What a phrase game. to say. Um, and... Uh, they announced a new game, SteamWorld Headhunter. And Yo! It's a 3D SteamWorld game. That sounds sick. It's, Just the title yeah. alone. And it's set after SteamWorld Dig 2. So I think it's the first mm. game set after SteamWorld Dig 2. Nice. Um, man, I love all the SteamWorld games. Shout out to Seth, I think, who turned me on to those. And I've now consumed more of them than he has. That's uh, true, too. Man, you really got to play uh, Heist. is real fun. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, God, that makes me want to go back and replay those games. Really just grade A. Grade A video games. Uh, all of them. Uh, even though I'm not huge into roguelike deck builders. And I know that that's a keyword that gets Seth's attention. Uh, mm. But SteamWorld Quest was fun, despite me not being super into that genre. Um, yeah, great game. Um, all right. Uh, Elden Ring footage happened. We got 15 minutes of Elden Ring footage. It was very nice. The Pop Boy was freed. Pop Boys. Pop Boys. That's what matters. Yeah. The game looks great. Uh, was was any of my co-hosts on the show uh, invited to the network test? Oh, of course not. We never are. What, sometimes <laughs> we are. I was in the For Halo, Halo. Beta. Yeah, I got into the second one. I got into the first one. Don't you remember? I also didn't yes. sign up for that. Yes, I'm saying you're the one who gets... Yeah. The invites consistently. Somehow, the universe looks down on you and smiles in this case. And I'm the one who doesn't sign up. Yeah. (laughs) I just get screwed out of it. At this point, Seth should have just gotten it because he put so many hours into Neo 2. They're like, this guy's an influencer. He's... he's, (laughs) he's he's, He knows the genre. We need his his opinion. Yes. (laughs) Um, They couldn't handle it. (laughs) They couldn't couldn't handle it. Uh, 
It looks great. I don't know what you guys thought of it. Yeah, um, I'm really excited for it. Yeah. The map looks really neat. I mean, it looks pretty. I'm yeah, so amazed. Some of the the, the impressions the have been interesting. Um, the like, obviously, there are the immediate com- comparisons of like saying, "Oh, this is from's Breath of the Wild," uh, but it's so it's, um, you know, intriguing to see how that actually plays out. Like whether or not the that kind of Design coupled with that type of gameplay uh, will totally land, um, but I'm I'm certainly excited for it. Um, so that, watch I it, guess watch me just completely bounce off of this. God, I already so see sad. it happening. It's listen, I already know. I see it. I've I've foreseen this, and it's going to make me mad because it's the one that we can like fully co-op play together. Yeah, and you're yeah. going to just be like, yeah, it's fine, and then bounce off. <laughs> Or, like, there will be an extra Neo <laughs> DLC that comes out at the same uh, time. And it'll be like, sorry, I've oh got to yeah. do... <laughs> um, I've got to go play Neo 2's newest DLC on my PlayStation 5. Uh, so, one, one thing... <laughs> Thank you, Reggie. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I I will say, I you'll laugh, but I did, for a moment today, legitimately consider purchasing Neo again. and <laughs> Because I never played the DLC on that. Uh, I know. <laughs> I did not do it. Yeah, but you've spoken into existence now, yeah. so I'm fully expecting it. Uh, um, the the one I so Dan Reichert, I consume his content. I watch his streams occasionally. Uh, I guess media was only allowed to post thirty minutes of footage on their channels of them playing uh, this network test. And so Dan said, I was going to set up a full 30-minute preview and show you a lot of the stuff that I did. Um, but here is uh, 30 straight minutes of me trying to fight one of the in-world bosses and dying over and over and over <laughs> again to it. And, uh, true to what he said, it was 29 and a half minutes of him encountering this uh, giant knight on a horse and him just ramming his head against that obstacle. Uh, even though, you know, you don't have to. You could He could have gone and leveled up. That's how he is. And he just was like, no, I'm doing this. And, yeah, it was entertaining. Him being, the game looks super fun. Him being back at Game Informer back in the day was one of the most fun things consistently because he's literally the same man as he is now, and everyone else in the office is just like... They have a lot better heads on their shoulders when it comes to maybe giving up at certain uh, portions of video games and like going to do something else, like grinding or leveling up or whatever. And Dan's like, no, I can do this. I can make it through. And then he's stuck there for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Marvel Avengers Spider-Man coming November 30th. Uh if you want to play a Spider-Man on your PlayStation, what uh, is this? Marvel is Avengers. this like over a year since they announced it? Yeah, basically. Um, has the game been out longer than a year? Mm, I don't know. I think I never played it. I can't remember. Uh, Forza Horizon Five is the biggest launch ever for Xbox Game Studios uh, on Game Pass. That's huh. uh, four point five million players, and. I think I saw a crazy stat that um, 
over 1 million of those players, even though the game was coming for free on Game Pass on Thursday, paid the $45 to get the extra edition to play it early on Friday. Hmm. So people love their Forza. For yeah. all the people that say that like Game Pass is going to be tanking things and people aren't buying games anymore because of it, uh, nah, they're still doing it, uh, just in different ways. Uh, and that the, the game is phenomenal. So go check it out. Uh, I, you know, I personally don't like the music in the game very much, but I do play Fast and the Furious music in headphones when I'm playing the game. So I can listen to that oi 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 song. It's great. It's just You know what song you could be listening to instead? What? Black Betty. That song that, or <laughs> or that song from the Stranger of Paradise video. Yeah. <laughs> or or uh, the the weird Venn diagram overlap. Um because uh, Don't Fear the Reaper is also featured in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> oh my gosh. So oh no. That's, that they game do have has, a full playlist. That game has never going to give you up at it. Yeah, it does. That makes it a 10 out of 10 mm. for me. Uh, Genuinely. And it's fun because uh, you, you heard. There we go. Forrest, Forrest Goaty. When, yep. you, when you change the songs um, on the radio in the Milano, uh, the the characters react and stuff and it's good nice like drax if he likes something he'll be like don't change that or else i will attack you and it's good good stuff since you invoked it i feel we should acknowledge the uh news that came out today about our favorite game uh back for blood um (laughs) you may remember that one of uh our major complaints yes our most uh biting uh our our, our most poignant criticism of the game was the um uh the abundance of of special zombies uh that seemed almost to a ridiculous level uh well it turns out that was because of a bug Okay, so I didn't get to actually, like, read the thing. I only got to read the headline. It's because of a bug? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I... It was something that, like, the 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 game was duplicating the... Um, yeah, that sounds the about cards, right. The cards that makes those things spawn, um, like, two or three times. Oh, my so, gosh. How yeah. did we survive that? <laughs> it's a miracle I mean, that I anyone didn't. did. I, I quit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I listen. You made it to the final mission. I'd argue that surviving it. Yeah, yeah I think so. In my it's like mind, n- I finished ninety-eight percent of the experience of that game. Um the the last piece of news that I have is that on November seventeenth, uh, in seven days. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier, gets released. Oh, yeah. And I'm so excited. Give me... Just don't watch, the, uh, don't watch the ring video before from, like, at this point. Yeah. Tomorrow you'll wanna... be fine. If you watch it tomorrow, that's fine. I don't know. The uh, server... Don't, don't do it tonight. Just give it two days. Because the servers might be bad. Give it two days. Yeah, that's true. That's true, too. Um, two days and you can watch the ring video. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, was there any other news that you guys are th- 
that I may have left out? Not that I can think of. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Um, nope. All right. So we are going to try to... We are going to have an episode next week because we probably won't have one the week after because of Thanksgiving. So uh, and thank you for sticking with us through this bi-weekly format. Uh, the news hasn't been there and... Uh, it's been sort of hard to sometimes get the um, energy to play video games uh, with the way the world is right now. So we appreciate your patience and we hope you like these uh, sort of supersized episodes every two weeks. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Um, if you prefer, you know, more hour long ones every week, then, you know, we can go back to that. But. Um, let us know at the Discord or in our, if you don't want to p- publicly let us know, you can email us at suplexistics at gmail.com. And as always, we appreciate you and we will talk at you next week. Goodbye. Bye bye. I think you should leave. <laughs> <laughs>